Eddy B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Hagiga has been dedicated in memory of Hacham Raful Muhaddeb Ben Garaz and Marie Muhaddeb Bat Jamile. Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Elion Amen. Dedicated by Dr. Isaac and Lily Mahadev Hashem Ishmirim Vahayim Amen. Daf Chav Dalid. Today's Daf is being studied. The Adun Shmat of Rabbi Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihim Began Eden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. The Adun Shmat. Ezra Ben Tuni Mazal Ruach Hashem Tanihim Began Eden Utin Shmatot Rabbi Sora Hayim Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. Ashlema Yosef Ben Rachel. In the We begin today's daf on and we start about uh, one third of the way down, a little more. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve lines at Harbi'i Bakodesh Pasul. We learned in the Mishnah that one of the Humrot that Kodesh has over Terumah, that Kodesh goes to the Rivi'i level, to the fourth degree of Tum'ah, where Terumah only goes to the Shilishi level. So the Gebara says, Tanya Marbi Yosef, Kodesh, Pasul. How do you know this? What's the Torah source that a Kodesh, Kodesh would be like things of Korbanot, they can reach the Rivi'i level. So the Gemara says, "Vedinu." It's actually a kavah homer. Uma mechusar kipurim. Mechusar kipurim is somebody who was a zav. So we said seven days he has to make tahara. On the seventh day he goes to the mikveh, but he's still considered mechusar kipurim until he brings his korban on the eighth day. Okay, so between his mikveh on the seventh and the korban on the eighth, he's called a mechusar kipurim. He's lacking kapara. So it says, Uma mechusar kipurim shemutar betrumah. But even in that stage, he's allowed to eat terumah. Basul bakodesh, but he cannot have kodesh. Shilishi, a shilishi level of tumah. She basul betrumah. That is basul. That makes terumah basul. And odin shiase revi'i la kodesh. All the more so, it should make a kodesh a revi'i. Which means mechusar kipurim was like a tumah. Mehusar Kippurim does not affect Tiruma, but it affects Kodesh. Mehusar Kippurim cannot eat Tiruma, but he's allowed to eat Kodesh. So, Uma Mehusar Kippurim, Shemutar Betruma, but he's Posel Kodesh. So, a Shilishi, which is also a type of Tuma, that is Posel Tiruma, or the Mosul, which should make Revi'i, and Kodesh a Revi'i, meaning a Shilishi is more Hamur than a Mehusar Kippurim. So therefore, if Shilishi that's posel to Ruma, certainly it should posel to make it a Revi'i. Look at what gives us one more line. That we learned Shilishi la Kodesh mina Torah, which means from the Torah we know that Kodesh reaches a Shilishi level. Meaning, Urbi'i be This Kalvahomer is only to bring me to the level of a Rivi'i. I don't need to learn Shilishi. Shilishi is a Pesukim, which we'll see in a moment. 
Now, what is the Gemara speaking this out for? So I'll explain it to you. We have a rule that says like this: Dayo leba minadin liyot kinidon. What is this rule? When you're making a kavva homer and saying, if the law over here in the uh, less stringent case is such, so in the more stringent case, kavva homer. However, you cannot go more. You're only able to learn from the lenient case to the stringent case at least equal. The law of Dayot tells me enough. Lebamin hadin for a law that comes from a kalvahomet liyot kenidon. So technically, really, if I'm making this kalvahomet, I would say like this: Enefwar mehusar kipurim. That mutar betruma is asur bakodesh. So a shilishi. That's asur betruma. That's posel truma. Certainly, a shilishi will posel kodesh. The rule of Dayor would limit me just to learn and that a Shilishi will possess Kodesh. But Al Gibran is going further. Al Gibran is saying, a Shilishi that's possessed to know, or the Mosul will make a Rivi'i Kodesh. Now, using the rule of Dayor, we would bring me back down just to. I know that Shilishi also affects Kodesh. If, again, if the Hussar, Kippurim, Nathmutar, Betrumaz, or Kodesh, or a Shilishi that's possessed to certainly a Shilishi is going to be possessed Kodesh. But that wasn't the Kavahomet. We went, if a Shilishi is posel certainly it's going to make a Kodesh a Levi'i. So using the rule of Dayor, we would limit this Kavahomet. Now we have a rule. In this rule of Dayor. Echad de Mifrach Kalvahomer, where the Kavahomet would be broken, no Amrinan Dayor. Which means if the Kavahomet would be refuted as a result of Dayor, meaning if you would. Uh, Break the kavahomer. If you would make the kavahomer void, then you don't say dayo. Now, in this case over here, by saying dayo, you're going to make this kavahomer useless. You ask me why? You say, "Wait a minute, say dayo, and at least learn that kodesh can become a shilishi." I don't need a kavahomer to teach me kodesh can become a shilishi because that's a mefirush pasuk in the Torah. So the only thing the Kalahomet could be coming to tell me is a Revi'i. And by saying Dayor, you're voiding the Kalahomet. So lo amrin and Dayor, hekad nifrah, Kalahomet. So therefore the Gemara is giving us the two stages here. Shilishi min Torah, Revi'i min And the reason why the Gemara has to tell us that, because if Shilishi wasn't min Torah, so that, that would be the Kalahomet. We would learn only Shilishi level. We wouldn't learn because we would institute the principle of Dayo. But now that Shilishi I know already, so the only thing I could use this Kavahomer for is what? To teach me a Revi'i. Oh, say Dayo. No, by saying Dayo now, then you have no Kavahomer. I don't need it. The Kavahomer is not going to work for Revi'i, and I don't need it for Shilishi. Hechad the Nefrach Kavahomer, lo Amrinan Dayo. So that's the. Well, let's read that inside in Rashi. Why don't you say Dayo? Meaning, just say that Kodesh can become a Shilishi. Shilishi is posel to Rumah, so certainly a Shilishi should be posel Kodesh. But the Kavahomel is useless. Why? Shilishi I know already. Where the Kavahom is going to be refuted. Then she gives another Hadush here. And according to the opinion that says, No, you say Dayo, which means even if the Kavahom is broken, 
you say dayo. So therefore, over here, the only thing I need to learn is a rivi'i. Say dayo, and therefore break the kava omer. So he says, in a according to the opinion that says you would say dayo even when the kava omer is broken, you have to say that rivi'i bakodesh according to him is only the rabbanan. It's not the oraita. If you would learn it from a kava homer, rivi'i would be the oraita. If you don't learn it from a kava homer, so therefore it will be the Rabbanan. So you have to say, according to the opinion that says you would say day over and you break the Kava Homer, and the Kanabi says break the Kava Homer. Oh, so what does he get a Rivi from? It's only a Mahalad Rabbanan. So if it comes out, it's a fantastic Mahalad if a Rivi because you do right to the Rabbanan. According to the opinion that says you don't say day over when the Kava Homer is going to be broken, Kava Homer is going to be a According to the opinion that says no, you say day over even when the Kava Homer is broken. Therefore, the Kava Homer is not, uh, not effective anymore. So how do I know the Rivi? You don't know the Rivi. But the Torah only should issue like Kodesh. Also, what Hakamim said the Rivi. You're right. Hakamim said the Rivi. According to that opinion, it's only the Rabbanam. Now let's read that inside the Gemara again. Tanya, Amar Abi Yosef, reading again the Gemara. Minayin the Rivi by Kodesh who pasul vidinu ma mehusar kipurim shumutar betruma. Now, how do you know incidentally that a mehusar kipurim is mutar betruma? So that she says we know that from a second yevamot a dafain dalit. That's a drasha. Basul b'kodesh shilishi she basul b'truma. Now, how do you know a shilishi is basul b'truma? So that she says, shilishi she basul b'truma. Because we're not kalan kavahom meskitzota. We have a kavahomer to teach me that shilishi gets the truma. How do we know? Uma tibulyom. What's a tibulyom? Tibulyom is someone that went to the mikveh, but did not have the erev shemesh. He went to the mikveh during the day, but he did not yet wait till nightfall. Uma tibulyom shemutar b'maaser. He's permissible to eat maaser sheni at tibulyom. Asur b'truma, but he cannot eat tiruma. Sheni shepasur b'maaser. Somebody that is a sheni, meaning his hands, let's say, are a sheni, that he cannot eat maaser and odin shaaser shilishi b'truma. Or the boser will make a shilishi b'truma. A truma tibulyom that's mutar b'maaser. He's asur b'truma. A sheni that's asur b'maaser. Certainly, it's going to be posel to do to make it a shilishi. Comes Gibran says, "Eno din shalsed evi lakosh v'lemadu shilishi lakosh b'natura v'rivayi b'kav lahomer shilishi lakosh b'natura midain." How do you know from the Torah level that kodesh can reach a shilishi degree? Tchtiv b'basar asher yigar bechol tameh lo yachel. What type of basar are we talking about? Basar of korban. Says basar that touched any type of tumah, you cannot eat it. Are we talking about that it touched even a shini? Because isn't a shini a level of tumah? Because you have, let's say, food stuff that's in a keli, keli hairis. The keli hairis became a rishon. The food stuff inside of it became a shini. Because that, that's the context of this pasuk. And the basar of Kodesh touched that food stuff. And what does the pasuk say? It's going to be tamil, lo yachil. So we learn from over here, the kamar achmana, lo yachil. So if we see from the Torah level, it reaches already a shilishi. Ah, Rivi'i, Mekadha Homer. How do you know Rivi'i from Mekadha Homer? Hadam Nina, we said already the Rivi'i, Mekadha Homer. Ma'usar Kippurim. Shemutar betruma asuda kodesh. A shilishi. Shepasul betruma. Enodin shase. Rivi'i bakodesh. And we're not going to say dayo, because we're going to write the Kadha Homer, because otherwise we have nothing to learn from it. But therefore, we learn the Rivi'i from a Kadha Homer. That is the final point of the Gemara. So somebody asks, where do you know the Rivi'i Bakodesh? Answer is, Kavahomer. Kavahomer mehusar kipurim. Or according to one opinion, you're right, it's only with Rabbanan. 
Now, we learned in the Mishnah, we go further. One of the ma'alot in the Mishnah was, if one of a person's hands become tamer, so we say that the other hand remains tahor. Whereas by Kodesh, if one of his hands become tamer, both hands become tamer. One hand becomes a sheni, for Kodesh we consider both hands to me'im. That's a humrah that we made by Kodesh. Now the Gemara is going to explain the uh, details of this humrah. This Humrah that we said by Kodesh is only talking about if the Tameh hand is touching the Tahor hand while the Tahor hand is touching the Kodesh. Here's the Kodesh. One hand is Tameh, right hand is Tameh, left hand is Tahor. Good? His left hand is touching Kodesh. No problem. Left hand can touch Kodesh. Uh, it's Tahor. His right hand, which is Tameh, is touching his Tameh hand now. Tahor hand, I'm sorry. His Tameh hand is on his Tahor. That's the case where we're Mahmir by Kodesh. Now why would we be Mahmir in such a case? So that she said, the reason why we're Mahmir, because we're concerned that maybe the Tameh hand is going to touch the Kodesh. Davka bihiburim shanu. Davka where the hands are touching and the tahor hand is touching the kodesh. Then we're going to say, Tameh, Dilma, maybe the Tameh is going to touch the kodesh. However, shelo bihiburim, meaning, if just let's say the Tameh hand touched the tahor hand, and then you let go, now the tahor hand is free, and it touches the kodesh, no problem. So that's the only case that Shizbi says, in the Mishnah, Davka b'hiburim shanu. Tosfot over has a very strong question against Nashi's understanding. Tosfot says, if you tell me Davka b'hiburim shanu, so it's got nothing to do with making the Tahor hand Tameh. It's got to do that you worried that the Tameh hand is going to touch. I mean, the Mishnah, as Lashon was, that when it comes to Kodesh, both hands are Tameh. And that's not the Pshat. What, what, what do they have to make the second hand Tameh for? And require you to make The real point is, they're worried about the Tameh hand touching. So Tosfot says that the reason why they made both hands uh, Tameim is because already once one hand became uh, Tameh, the concern was that maybe he wasn't careful, and maybe somehow the Tumah really went on both hands. So they're really oscillating both hands because of, like a Gezerah, that since already it's called this is Hamur, so already once one hand became uh, Tameh, so already will say maybe the guy uh, was uh, un- not careful, so already see one hand became Tameh, so they put a Humrah, that even the second hand is going to be Tameh, however, to make the Kodesh Tameh, to make the Kodesh, we're going to require the second hand also to have Tameh, but to make the Kodesh Tameh, Rav Shizmi says again, Davka, Dafka in a case where the Tahor is touching the Kodesh and the Tameh is on the Tahor and therefore you're concerned over here that the Tameh is going to touch the actual Kodesh itself that is Shittat Rashi look at the Rashi Bihiburin Shanu Matniti Dektani Yad Mitamehat Chavirta Ala Kodesh that which we said that one hand is Mitameh the other for Kodesh Kegon Shibiod Shayad Timehanu Gad Tahara so long as the Tameh is touching the Tahor hand, Aita Teoran Ugaat Ba Kodesh. The Torah is touching the Kodesh, the Gazur of Banan, Dilma Atel Mingaa Temea Ba Kodesh. Means the Gezera is that his hand, that's Tameh, might touch the Kodesh. Comes the Gibran, says, that's Shtavrav Shizbi, Etibe Abaye. 
Abhi has a question. Yad Neguba. What is Yad Neguba? A dry hand. Let's say his hand is a shini. Okay? But it's dry. Metameh Havirta. It has the ability to metameh its friend, meaning its other hand. The right hand can metameh the left hand. Letameh la Kodesh. To make Kodesh tameh. What does that mean? That means one hand can make the other hand a shini. That means a shini can make a shini. The Tameh Kodesh. Tameh Kodesh means you'll touch Kodesh, it'll make Kodesh a shilishi. That shilishi can be Tameh now and make even another level of Kodesh to a Rivi'i. Okay, that's the Etive. Yad, Metameh Havirta, even if they're Naguf, even if they're dry, that's the Hiddush. And what? To Metameh Kodesh. Ganyad, Neguva, Metameh Havirta, Tameh Kodesh. Aval, lo, Litruma. But not for Tiruma. Okay? Doesn't affect Tiruma. Divre, Rabbi. He agrees that Iyad Niguva could be Mitame its other hand. However, Litame. I'm sorry, Lifsol Velo Litame. What does Lifsol mean? It sounds like this hand will become a Shilishi. The Shili will make the other hand a Shilishi. And thereby when he touches Kodesh, it will make an A Rivi'i. And it ends there. That's why we use the word Pasul. Okay? That's the Etive. Now let's see exactly. What the understanding is. Kemara says, I amar pishlama, shelo bihaburin, haynu ributa de neguba. What's the addition of this brighta? You know what the addition of this brighta is? That tum'ah is able to transfer from hand to hand, even if they're dry. Normally, we say, if the hands are wet, meaning if there's not say liquid on the hand, when liquid is on a sheni hand, those liquids turn and become irishon. That's the way the rabbi said it works. There was liquid on a hand that's a shini. The liquid becomes a rishon. Now I can understand if you're touching the other hand, a rishon is able to make hands a shini. That I can understand. The hadush over here of this braita is that even if they dry, one hand is going to be tameh the other hand. Now the second hand that became tameh, if it touches kodesh, either it will make it a Shilishi or Rivi'i, so that's already a Hidush, right? However, so you're telling me that we're talking about over here, where the hands are not touching each other, so that we have a Hidush in, 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 uh, in um, why you told me the case, that it's dry. But if you're going to be like Nav Shizbi, that says the only time that it's Tameh, that it transfers to Ma'at to the Kodesh, is when the hands are touching each other. What's the Hadush of Neguba? Which means, if you tell me that the right hand is Tameh, right? So you tell me if they're dry, the Tumat transfers from one hand to the other hand. If you're learning the cases only talking where the Tahor hand is touching the Kodesh and the Tameh hand is on it, so it's got nothing to do with the Guba or not the Guba. The point is that the right hand, the Tameh hand, might touch the Kodesh. Which means, wouldn't you have to go out of your way and say Neguba? Neguba is not the Hiddush over here. If you tell me Dafka, the Kodesh can only become Tameh Bihaburin, like the be said. So therefore, the issue is that the Tameh might touch the Kodesh. It's got nothing to do with Neguba. It's got nothing to do with hands transferring to Mata one end. The issue is that the Tameh might touch the Kodesh itself. But if you tell me that even Shalom Bihaburan Shanu, so now already I understand the Hadush in this Etibe. The Hadush in the Brayta is what? That even though the hands are dry, Tum'ah is able to transfer from one hand to the other, and then subsequently, that hand can now go and touch Kodesh and make it either a Shilishi or a Rivi'i. But if you tell me that the case is, Dr. Shizmi said, Dafka Bihaburin, 
So what, 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 what is your tamin nigubin? Which means nigubin's not a hadush anymore. I'm not, I'm not interested. It's not the transfer per se from hand to hand. That's the issue. The issue is that the tamin might touch the kodesh. So the nigubin's not the factor. Look at Nashi. Bottom Nashi. He amar b'shlemat shelo b'hamurin. Kamar. If the black is talking about shelo b'hamurin, that the hands are not touched, which each hand is separate. Temetamea. Hainu rebuta deniguba. Now I know the hadush of deniguba. De'afalgab deniguba. Even though the hands were dry when they touched each other. Then the hoshim and the guy had the Torah b'maskin. Shebetemea shen lishonim. Right? And I'm not concerned about any liquid because it was dry. Because a sheni is able to make maskin a rishon. Because if maskin would fall on a hand, that's a sheni. The way they the way they call a sheni is kola posel the teruma. A sheni is posel teruma. So that, that's a, that's a halachic way of saying a sheni. Kola posel the teruma. Anything that can be posel teruma meaning a sheni becomes a with maskin becomes a rishon. Meaning, if mashkin fall on a sheni, the mashkin turn into a rishon. The hadush is the rabbis made a which means fine. Which means hadush over is even without water, niguba for kodesh one No problem. But if you tell me the case that you're touching the kodesh only if the tameh hand is touching, the tameh mishum dilma nagat tameh la kodesh. The hadush says that we're worried that maybe the tameh hand could touch the kodesh. Ma'iri butad neguba. Atu yad kamaita lo metamal la kodesh belo meskin. Hello shiniyai. What do I care about meskin? Bottom line, the first hand is a shiniyai mamash. So where did the neguvin is at the issue? Which means the first is going to metamal all circumstances. So we have to be neguvin. Well, when was the nigubin? If it wasn't that good, it's not going to be a tamir. The first thing is with tamir regardless. Mm-hmm. So therefore, this is a question against Rav Shizbi. I repeat, you Rav Shizbi wanted to say the case of the Mishnah. Is dafka b'haburin, dafka where the hands are touching each other and it's touching the tum'ah, the kodesh, and the hadush is what? It's going to be asur because maybe the tamir is going to actually touch the kodesh itself. So if that's the case of this, so what's the case of this uh, blight over here? You told me that the hands that are nagubin, that are dry, commit tamir each other. They commit tamir each other. Oh, and it's to the Hadush. That even though there was no water, one hand can make another hand a sheni, and therefore affect codes. But if you tell me the hands are touching each other, who cares about the Gubin? The Hadush is not the Gubin. The point is that the first hand might touch the, uh, the original Kodesh. So the Yamara says, We have a Amoraic statement to support what we just said. This that we said one hand can make the other hand, giving more details now. That's only Yado, his own hand. Aval Yad Habero Lo. Okay, rule. This is all Humrot for Kodesh, by the way. So the rabbis can decide exactly how far they want to take it. So that which we said, one hand is Metameh, the other hand, that's only your own hands. However, it cannot affect Yad Habero. I mean, if guy's hand is a Shani, and he shakes uh, his friend's hand, Kodesh Takish, his friend's hand does not uh, get uh, Tameh. They only said this Humrah by one hand to the next. That's she. First of all, Not only does one hand your own hand, the other hand, but it's also yad However, there's one condition. Be'ota hayad 
Well, first of all, he says it can only reach the level of psul, but not letameh. That means he'll consider it sounds like the hand, the second hand of shilishi, and therefore when he touches kodesh, it's only able to be posel to make it revi'i. But he says beotayad. What does beotayad mean? That that which Rabbi Hanan says, that if the Tameh hand touches his friend's hand, his friend hand will also become Tameh, that's only the original hand. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if the original hand that was Tameh Shini touches the friend, the Otayad, then we'll say that Yad of the friend becomes a Shini, or, or, or Shilishi actually. However, if his Tameh hand touched his own other hand, and that other hand touched the friend, no. That's already twice removed. So again, the Humra of Havero only applies to Be'otayad. The original hand that was, meaning, his right hand was Tamer, his left hand was Ta'or. According to Shtakish and the Hanan, one hand can be Tamer, the other. Good, so now his hand touched the other one, bingo, they're both Tamer now. Now let's say the left hand touched Havero, nothing. Only the right, only the original hand, that's where they're learning that she, the Rabban learns that in the she, that's what the Hanan says. So basically, what do you see, but? Both of Yohanan Shlakish subscribe to the opinion of for Kodesh, for Kodesh, Tum'ah can transfer from one end to the other end, even without water, because that's already a Humrah of Kodesh. Good? Now, obviously, you have to say that this Hadush over here is nothing to do with Hiburin. Nothing to do with Hiburin. The Hadush over here, that what? One it commit to me, the other, and therefore. Both hands now, even without touching each other, the issue is that the hands, the hands are actually tameh. So comes the Gemara and says, "Mimai," which means, what's the Gemara's question? You just told me that what, Rabbi Hanan, you just told me that what the yad commit tameh somebody else. I didn't know that. Already being again. I have no problem how you tell me one hand can be between the other hand. Because that's what the Mishnah says, by the way. Our Mishnah, when it talked about the Humrah of Kodesh, according to the Bihani, I understood the Mishnah. Yad mitameh haverta la Kodesh. Meaning, if one hand is Tameh, it'll make the other hand Tameh. He learns it literally. That one hand that's Tameh, Shini, Legabek Kodesh will make the other hand. That's, that's a quote from our Mishnah. Yad mitameh haverta, I'm sorry, imnitmet yado achat. Which means, according to the Yohanan, he's learning that literally. If one hand became Tameh, and it touched, and it touched the second hand, as he's learning, so then already, we're going to have a deen of, both hands are going to be Tameh, if you touched Kodesh, it's going to affect the Kodesh. But how do you know from our Mishnah, that it even affects, if he touches his friend's hand? So the Gavara says, I'll tell you, from the second part of the Mishnah, if you remember the language of the Mishnah, it was a double statement here. It says, in the Mishnah, it said in the beginning of the Mishnah, She'in nitmet yado ahat, nitmet shenia. She'ayad metameh haverta v'kodesh. That's redundant. Once you told me that if one yad became tameh, the second yad becomes tameh, what do you have to tell me? She'ayad metameh haverta. So the Gemara asks, lamali. What do you need that second statement? We learned it right in the beginning. 
אלא לבש מאמינה לעטויי יד חברו. אז כמה תתרמי? The first statement is his own hands. ידו מטמא החיירת לקודש. שהיד מטמא חברתה. Oh, that's coming to include even the friends was actually from the Mishnah. Which means that somebody would ask, what's the proof of Kotlam Yohanan? That Haverta, if he touches his friends, it's a Bifurush Mishnah. The second statement of the Mishnah. Good? Now, how is Rav Shizbi going to learn our Mishnah? Rav Shizbi really learns the Mishnah a little much different than the Yohanan. Because he says the second name doesn't become Tameh. So how does the Kodesh get affected? Because only talking about Behburan Chanu. So therefore, what the Mishnah is saying like this, Shiyado metameh haverta bakodesh, that not one hand can make the other hand tameh. He says, no, if it's dry, the Tumah is not going to transfer. Oh, so then what's the, how does the Kodesh become tameh? So he says, Shiyado metameh haverta, meaning when the two hands are together, behaburin, and they're both touching the Kodesh, then we're concerned that the tameh might touch the Kodesh. So there was a fantastic mahluk between the Shizmi and the Yohanan. According to Yohanan, nah, it's very simple. One hand touches the other, that other hand, that big hand comes to the touches Kodesh, finished, out. Whereas according to the Shizmi, no, 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 one hand cannot be with another hand. Also, how did it become to the Mishnah? And that's what he learned from the extra words of Shayad Mittameh Haverta. The Mishnah is coming along to say Mittameh Haverta, meaning when there's Habur. When there's Habur between the two hands, and we're worried that the Tameh might touch the Taor, Kodesh, and make it Tameh. Now, in this Gemara, we did say a great mahluk between Ishtakish and Rabbi Yohanan. Right? According to Ishtakish, Ishtakish came along and said, only his hand to his other hand, but not to his friend. Rabbi Yohanan said, even to his friend. So the Gemara says, Ve'af Ishtakish hadarbe. Oh, Ishtakish retracted from his statement. He came even to agree to Rabbi Yohanan. How do you know? Ta'amad of Yonah, Amad of Ameh, Amad Ishtakish, Echad Yado, Okay, clearly the Shlakish comes to admit, like Rabbi Hanan, that even Yad Chavero, Be'ota Hayad. Again, but only the original hand, Lifson. Again, he learns it, Lifson meaning that the hand uh, will make a Kodesh a Shilishi, which means in his own hands, meaning one hand touches the other hand. According to the Shlakish, that second hand sounds like it becomes a Shilishi. Now when it touches Kodesh, it's going to make it a Nivi'i, that means Pasul, Abalo L'Tameh. So the Gemara says, V'lifsol Abalo L'Tameh Tana'ehi. I'm going to go to the side point. This Mahlok that we just said between Rabbi Yohanan and Shlakish, does the Kodesh become a Shilishi or a Nivi'i? That's actually Mahlok at Tana'ehi. Now let me explain to you what the Mahlok is going to be. What's going to, what's going to affect if this Kodesh that's being touched is going to become a Shilishi or a Nivi'i? What's going to depend on is what the hand became. Right. If the, we know the first hand is a shini, that's clear. When the first hand touches the second hand for Kodesh, does it become a shini? Well, if it becomes a shini, then it's metameh. Because it makes a shilishi to make a nivyi. But if you say the hand becomes a shilishi, then it's going to be pasu. So the governor would say, actually, this is a mahloket tanaim, this subject. Where do we see the mahloket tanaim? It says, that now we have a mishnah. כל הפוסל בתרומה, what is פוסל תרומה? פוסל תרומה זה again, Allah is saying a שני, because a שני can be פוסל תרומה. so כל הפוסל בתרומה מתמי אדאים ליות שניות, which means very good. a שני can make a שני. שני hands can make the other hands 
Eishini. Deyad metameh haverta. Let's speak that clearly. On one hand, that's a shenik metameh, it's its friend. It's other. The right metameh, the left. To make it, shenik. Deyad metameh haverta. It's its own hands. It's own hands. Deyad be Yeshua. Now again, according to this opinion, it's Master Allah. Deyad be shenik. Making Kodesh A. Shenishi, to make A. Deyad. That's metameh. Vachemim amurim, yadayim shenikotin. Please say, no, no, no. The hands of a sheni, ve'en sheni ose sheni. A sheni cannot make a sheni. So the Gemara makes a diuk. My love sheni hu de lo avid. Ha shilishi avid. It's bad for that. It doesn't make a sheni. But the sheni will make a shilishi. Therefore make kodesh a devi, which is pasul. So we find a great mahalak to be Yeshua and hachamim. On what the hands become. Nafkami now what the kodesh is going to become. So the Gibraltar who told you, Dilma lo sheni avid velo shilishi. Which means, maybe what Agamim was saying, that hands don't make not a sheni, and not a shilishi. Mm-hmm. Who told you to make it? You can say, because hands, sheni, cannot make another sheni. <laughs> but a shilishi it makes. Maybe it doesn't make anything. Maybe hands do not transfer to ma'a beklal, quote Agamim. So therefore, you haven't found this mahlukit yet. The Gabet, a hand touching another hand is making a shini or a shilishi. So the Gibbara says, I'll tell you where we found it. It's like the following Tanaim. Netanya Yad Neguba. Oh, we had this case already on the Mudrishon. Dry hands. Metamet Haverta. Metamet, it's friend, meaning right hand to the left hand. Letameh Bakodesh. What does that mean, Letameh? That means the second hand will become a shini. To make Kodesh a Shedishi, to make it a Levi'i. Have a little Turumah, the very B. The B.O.S.E.B. The B.O.S.E.B. Ota Yad Lefsol, have a little Tameh. But the B.O.S.E.B. says, no, no, no. The second hand only has to be to be Posel. That means the Shedi will make a Shedishi to make a Levi'i. So therefore, just to review, first we have to know, this is a big Hadush, that one hand can make, make the other hand a Turumah. Normally we don't say that. But for Kodesh, we're being Mahmir. So the Mahlok, it comes out, because we have a three-way machloket. You have Rabbi that says, Shini will make the hands of Shini to be mitameh. You have Rabbi Yosef that says, the Shini will make the other hands a shilishi, lifsol. And then you have the hachamim shita that we just saw above, that in Shini or se Shini, it makes it nothing. And then that hand remains, Ta'or. And that's also the opinion of Rav Shizbi, that also says that, no, the hands over here are not going to metame each other. The issue is over us, Bihamurin, Shano. That's the way. So comes that when you go back to our Mishnah, you have two ways of learning the Mishnah. Either the case is talking about, like the Buhanan learned, one hand is going to metame the other hand, the Kodesh, and therefore when you touch it, it's going to affect the Kodesh. And then even the Kodesh of Yohanan, Haverta, even if your hand touches somebody else's hand, it's going to be, they'll do the same thing. Whereas the Kodesh of Shizbi, no. The case of the Mishnah is one hand was a Shani. But the Haburam, where the hands were touching each other and touching the Kodesh, we're concerned that the Taman might touch the Kodesh. And that's why it becomes Taman, from the original hand. Because the Tumah does not transfer according to that Shizbi. Comes the Gemara continues. Ochrim, Ochalim, Niguvim, Beyadai, Mesu'avot. Now, the reason we learned this Mishnah as follows God's eating Tirumah. The Mishnah says, Ochlim Neguvin. What does Neguvin mean? They were dry. 
Meaning, the way we learned in the Mishnah, the Tirumah was never wet. Meaning, it was never Mukshar Letumah. Therefore, even if his hands were Shini, he could eat this Tirumah. Why? Because since the foodstuff of Tirumah was never Mukshar, there's no. Right, there's no transfer of Tumah from the hands to the Tirumah. Right? So that's Ochlim. Ochlim Negubim, Biyadayim, Misuavot. However, we said not for Kodesh. Which is a big hadush. It's even though the Kodesh never got wet, and his hands are a shini, the shini can make a shini she, even though there was no hakshara. Uh, that means even though there was no hakshara, that's the that's the implication of the mishnah. Yes. <coughs> Again, when he's eating teruma, it follows the regular law. Since it was niguvin, it was dry, and it was always dry. It was never wet. No akshara, so the shini ends. Well, yeah, that is so. I thought not going to affect the teruma. Eat, eat as much as you want, no problem. Mashenkin the kodesh. Now, how do you understand mashen? Because even though the kodesh was not mukshar, still the shini ends are going to affect it. So comes the gemara and asks on this point. The gemara says, Tanya, Amar b'Harina ben Antigonos, the chiyish niguva la kodesh. Uh, he says like this What is the Gemara implying That even if the Kodesh was not Mukshar We have a rule Kodesh automatically is Mukshar Even without water Based on the principle Which means since Kodesh is very Hashuv And it's very uh, esteemed and endeared by it, the people so the mere fact that it's hashuv, it has an automatic hechshet. So therefore, we go back to the Mishnah now. The Mishnah doesn't make any, make any sense anymore. Because you're telling me that in Kodesh, even though it's naguf, even though it never got wet, meaning even though it was never mukshar, the Tumah can go to it. What do you mean never mukshar? That, that, that's, a, that's a false statement. Kodesh is always mukshar. It's mukshar even if it never got uh, wet in the first place. So therefore, we got to go back to the Mishnah... And we explain. So the Gemara says a tremendous hadush, a tremendous revamping of the Mishnah. Lord Serikha. You know what the case is? Kegon shetachav lo habero letoch piv, o shetachav hu le'atzmo bekush u bekarkar. The guy's eating Kodesh. His hands are a shini. The Kodesh never got wet. Doesn't matter. Kodesh is automatically mukshar hibat a kodesh mukhsharato. Could he eat this kodesh with his hands? Of course not. Once he touches it, he becomes shilishi. So how did the kodesh get in his mouth? Somebody else put it in his mouth. He was being fed by somebody and his hands were tawr. Or he ate it with a kush or a karkar. Kush or karkar is like a stick, a fork. So therefore the tumah, he didn't touch. That's the point. So now he has kodesh in his mouth. Very good. Anything become tamer yet? Nothing. Now the fork is talking about a fork that's a pishutik in the ants that cannot become tameh. So so far the guy's okay. Now what's the problem with the Mishnah? So it's like this. Ubikesh leechol snon ubatsal shel olin imahim. With the kodesh in his mouth, he now wants to eat either a radish, regular food, olin, or an onion. Happens the guy has food in his mouth. What's a Throw a radish in his mouth as well. Oh, so now what's the issue over here? 
the issue over here is like this. This radish over here is Negubim. We're not talking about the Turumah and all that other stuff. We're talking about over here, when we said Negubim, it was referring to the radish or the onion of Hodin that he wants to put in his mouth. Meaning it's Naguv. Meaning it is dry. Nothing to do with Hakshara. Nothing to do with Hakshara. Just dry. There's no water on it. Now, What's the explanation? There's no water on it. There's no water on it. So now the guy's hands are shinny. Correct? I pick up this dry radish. Anything happens to this radish? No, no. No, it's holding. I don't care what happens to this radish. Okay? Radish is uh, not kodesh, it's uh, holding. Good. Nothing happens. I stick it in my mouth. Anything happen? Nothing happens. Beautiful. However, what would happen if it was wet? If it was wet, to be a problem. Because when I would pick up this uh, radish now in my hands, okay, now what would happen, this water, this water now would be on my uh, hands. What happens when water goes on a shiny hands? It becomes a rishon. Oh, now it becomes a rishon. So I got a problem. What's my problem? I'm worried now that when I stick my uh, fingers in my mouth, I might touch the Kodesh that's in my mouth. Or I might touch the Tirumah, let's even, that's in my mouth. Now, if Rishon is going to touch the food that's in the mouth, the Tirumah can make it. Tamek, make it a Shini. So, therefore, if the food was wet, if the radish that was, was wet, you cannot eat it not with Tirumah and not with Kodesh. And understand why. Because if it's wet, I'm worried I'm going to pick up the radish. I have Kodesh in my mouth or Tirumah in my mouth. For that, there's no difference between Tirumah and Kodesh. If it's wet, it's a suit to eat it with anything, Tirumah or Kodesh. I'm worried I'm going to pick it up. The water now from the radish is going to go on my hands. This water is going to become a Rishon. So what? Let it become a Rishon. I'm worried when I stick the food in my mouth, now my hand is going to touch, it's going to touch the, um, touch the food that's in the mouth. If it's going to touch the food in the mouth, it's going to make a problem. So look at that she now. Well, look at that she. Well, that's not the case. The guy's putting the food in his mouth with his hands, because it's holding. Look at that she, then yan turumah. See that she, then yan turumah. Even though his hands, let's say, are misu'avot, posalta, that's a shini can make a shilishi by teruma, lo asu ma'ala ila amrinan, zahid velo naga. I say like this. The guy's hands are shini, right? The guy's hands are a shini, put the teruma in his mouth. How do you get the teruma in his mouth? Somebody else put it in his mouth. Because if he were to touch the teruma directly, it's tame, make a shilishi. So that's not the case. How do you get the turuma in his mouth? Somebody else put the turuma in his mouth? Or he used a fork. That cannot become tameh. A wooden uh, fork or something like that. So how do get the turuma in his mouth? Everything okay so far? Yeah. Fine. Now continue. Vachi kamar manitin. Ochlin, ochlin chulin. You're allowed to eat chulin. That's the radish or the onion. Be'adayim misu'avot. Even though your hands are a sheni. Ima turuma. With the turuma. Which means I'm not worried about any problem, the turma got into my mouth by somebody else. Now, take holding that's dry, put it in my mouth, nothing could happen. Right? I'm not worried that anything's going to, to touch. 
אבל לא עם הקודש. However, but not with קודש. You can't do that with קודש. Why? ולאקי נקט נגובים. שאילו עכשיו היו משכין עליהם. Because if there was משכין on the radish, or on the onion, היו משכין נעשים ראשונים מחמת הידיים. When the guy's hands would touch it, what would it make those, those liquids now? That liquid now would be, since it came in contact with his hand, when he picked up the radish, his hand touched that water, that water on the radish becomes now a rishon. And it's going to make now the cholin a what? A sheni. Very good, he's going to put the radish in his mouth, the radish is a sheni, it's going to touch the terumah, to be a problem. Explain one more time. Very simple now. The guy ate his hands are a sheni. Any problem for to eat this turuma? Big problem. If he touches this turuma, it's going to become a sheni sheep. Good, you know what the case is? Somebody else put it in his mouth. Beautiful. Turuma is fine? Good. Now he wants to eat the radish of cholim. The radish of cholim is tahor. Any problem with him taking a dry radish and putting it in his mouth? No problem. If everything's dry, no problem. The cholim is cholim, it's not tamer. Cannot affect the turuma in his mouth. However, let's say there's water on this uh, radish. No problem so far. Ooh, water on the radish, big deal. But when a sheni hand touches that water, what's going to make that water now? It's going to make become a rishon. Subsequently, that rishon is going to make the radish a sheni. Now I take the radish and put it in my mouth. The sheni is going to touch the tiruma which is in the mouth, going to make it a sheni she. So therefore, if it's wet, you cannot eat it even with tiruma. Oh, so what's the case where Kodesh we're being Mahmir? By Kodesh we're Mahmir, even if it's dry, which means the if it's dry, well, what could happen over here? Still, we're not going to let you eat the radish and put it in the mouth when you have Kodesh. Humrah. Understand the Humrah over here? Which by Tirumah, we're only going to be Mahmir if the radish is wet. That's not a Humrah. That's already Deen. If the radish is wet, the radish becomes a Sharif. You can't put Sharif food in your mouth with the Tirumah. It'll make it a Sharifi. The Hadush over is what? That even if it's dry, for Kodesh you can't put it in your mouth. Okay, now we're in the Sunday so let's go back to the Mishnah. Ochlim, Ochlim Negubim is not talking about the Kodesh and the Tirumah. The Ochlim Negubim is on the Hulim foods. Which means, because Kodesh is automatically Mukshar. Which means Kodesh without even wetting it. It's considered a problem. It's already mukshah the tumah. So the hadush is for kodesh to umami. Once you pick up the kodesh, how do you get it in your mouth? Somebody else put it in your mouth. Good. So the kodesh is in my mouth. What's by somebody else? Is it tahor still? Yeah. Seemingly, to take a dry radish of cholin and put it in my mouth as well should be no problem. Correct? Should be no problem because uh, the radish cannot. But hachamim will say now why were they? What's the logic? The concern is like this. Because when I'm going to stick the radish in my mouth for Kodesh, my hand, my finger, which is a sheni, might touch the Kodesh. No, isn't it logical? When I stick something in my mouth, isn't it possible that my hand could touch with the food that's in my mouth? Now my hand's a sheni. So I'm not worried about the actual dry food. The dry food's not going to affect, but my hand's going to affect. So they were by Kodesh, they were Mahmir. But by Tirumah, what did they say? The guy will be careful. 
Because also by Tirumah, for Sanzar Shini touched the Tirumah in his mouth, it also makes the Shini Shimu. So by Tirumah, when he puts the radish in the mouth, be careful to put it in a way where his hand's not going to touch the Tirumah that's in his mouth. Understand how it's working over here? I'll say it one more time quickly. The guy has Tirumah in his mouth. He got it in his mouth in a kosher way. Nobody touched it. Somebody else thought touched it, put it in his mouth. Anyone with a fork, that cannot become tamer. Any, any problem with this Tirumah? No. Can you eat a radish now, Pauline? The radish is dry. What's the only potential problem that can happen? That when he sticks his radish in his mouth, his hand might touch the turumah that's in his mouth. That the rabbis will not go there. He'll be careful. Okay, good. Now, if the radish was wet, he's out. There's no way you can protect yourself. Because once he touches the radish, the water becomes rishon, makes the radish a shini. Now the shini foods in his mouth touching the turumah, it's finished. So that's to be nikubin. However, for Kodesh, even the Gubin is going to be a problem. What's the problem? Everything's dry here. His hand's going to pick up the radish. Does the radish become anything? No. It's the Gubin. Puts it in his mouth, nothing can happen. The radish is not Tameh. The issue is that when he sticks his hand in his mouth, we're worried that his hand itself might touch the Kodesh. His hand's a Shini, and it's going to make the Kodesh age. Shini, Shi. That's the question of Mishnah. We go one step further. The Kodesh Gazu Burabanan, the Truma, Lo Gazu Burabanan. How onen umechosal kipurim? Okay, last case in the Mishnah. Onen, what's an onen? Somebody, relative died. They didn't bury him yet. So the law is, an onen is not allowed to eat Kodesh. That's a fact. Once already he finishes Aninut, he's allowed to eat Kodesh again. Now let's say the onen did not become Tameh. Let's say the Havra Kodesh buried that guy. From the Torah law, once his aninut is over, it's Kodesh. The rabbis instituted that an onen has to go to the mikveh after his aninut in order to eat Kodesh, even if he didn't become Tameh. Next case, Mechosar Kippurim. Guys, Yazav. Seventh day, went to the uh, mikveh. That mikveh cannot eat Kodesh yet. He has to wait to bring his Qurban the next day. From the Torah, once he brings his Qurban the next day, eat Kodesh. Rabbis came along and said, after your Qurban, you want to eat Kodesh? Mikveh. So the governor asks, My Tama, what's the reason over here? Yeah. Which means the Chaurai right, went to the Mikveh already. Yeah. So what are you telling me that after his Aninut, he's got to go to Mikveh? He didn't become Tameh. Or you tell me after his Korban, he has to go to Mikveh. What, what's the problem? My Tama. The governor says, At the time of Aninut, at that point, was he allowed to eat Kodesh? No. Now his Aninut is over. Since he wasn't allowed to eat Kodesh for that whole time, we're concerned that he took his mind off watching himself for a Kodesh level. Because it was Asur for him. So what do you have to be careful for? So then once the Aninut was over, you want to go back to eating Kodesh? It was like there was a break in the thought process. You got to go back to the Mikveh. The Mechosan went to the Mikveh on the seventh day. If they went to the Mikveh, was he allowed to eat Kodesh? He wasn't allowed to eat Kodesh. So once he's not allowed to eat Kodesh, well, he must have not been careful for Kodesh, because he can't eat it. So therefore, since there was a time that it was still a Sufim to eat Kodesh, even though he went to the Mikveh, so then the rabbis were concerned, that lapse in his mind is going to cause him not to be careful. Therefore, after he's going, you want to eat Kodesh? Go to the Mikveh again. You want to eat Kodesh? Even though you're, you're on end, you didn't come and come with Tumah, but you weren't allowed. It was a Sha'at Isur. Once the Sha'at Isur, we consider it a Sehadat, and therefore he has to go to the Mikveh one more time. Baruch Amen, Amen.